Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. An Unexpected Discovery by ATTHS Twice and Jillian Smay. Chapter 1 Fox Mulder knew the start of the new academic year could be daunting for new faculty. Am I teaching this class correctly? Is my syllabus adequate? Where the hell do I park? When he saw one person in particular, however, he knew she meant business. They never technically met, but it was more of a, we park next to each other and your building is right next to mine, so we might as well chat situation. Hi, he said when he saw her, the first of them to speak. He had been drawn to her beauty, her red hair causing her to stand out. Hello, she'd responded. Are you new? he'd asked. She pushed a stray piece of that beautiful red hair behind her ear. Is it that obvious? Oh no, I just have an eidetic memory and haven't seen you before. She was impressed, and her face revealed as much before he asked another question. What do you teach? A mix, some general physics, some intro to modern physics. You? Wow, that's quite impressive. I teach psych, intro, abnormal, and social. Most people think it's a soft science, but I think it's pretty important. Psychology is interesting, to be fair. Why do people do what they do? What determines our likes and dislikes, or even hyperfixations? And that's just scratching the surface. I have never met anyone from the science department who sees it that way. It's quite refreshing, if you don't mind me saying. Well, my sister's very into feelings, the energy, the planets, all that kind of stuff. She and I are very close. Well, this is my building. She pointed to the one right next to the one he would be entering. And this is mine. How convenient. I'll see you around Dr. Scully. Dana Scully. Fox Mulder. He offered his hand and she shook it. Nice to meet you, Dr. Mulder. Oh no, no doctor. That's so boringly formal. Mulder is fine. He had joked with a mock shiver. Then you can call me Scully. She chuckled and then smiled at him. As he stared at her, he couldn't help but notice the presence of a beauty mark above her top lip. She had covered it with makeup and he didn't understand why she would. It was adorable and also incredibly sexy. Oh, maybe that's why, he thought, knowing how men could behave. Pushing aside those thoughts, he smiled as they reached their respective buildings and separated, walking to their offices. Over time, they'd gotten to know more about each other. He knew she was 26 and had received her doctorate two years prior. She was Catholic with two older siblings, a brother and a sister, the latter of whom had an interest in all things extraterrestrials, and she also had one younger brother. Before the end of her first teaching year, they'd managed to park next to each other almost every day. They would chat for the few minutes their walk to the building afforded them until they had to separate to their own offices. They both looked forward to that time together each day. At the year's spring commencement, they had sat next to each other, and she looked extraordinarily extravagant in her doctoral robe and cap. She would say the same about him. The following school year, they had gone from their morning chats to leaving at the same time as well. It quickly turned into one accompanying the other to their office and continuing their conversations. While almost polar opposites, they felt comfortable with each other and talked about any and everything. Of all the little things he knew about her, the one thing Mulder's new Scully prided herself on most was punctuality. He knew she arrived in the parking lot at exactly 8.05 every Tuesday and Thursday before her first class began at 8.30. 
The other three days, she arrived at exactly 9.25 a.m. for her 10 a.m. class. His classes were all later in the day, but he came in early for office hours and to get work done before his classes. A couple of months later, however, it was 9.27 on a Wednesday morning, and she was nowhere to be found. In the nearly one and a half years since she'd been teaching, Scully had never been late. Though he was curious, he decided to head into his office and start his day. His work, however, didn't hold his attention. He couldn't stop thinking about her. What was she doing? Was she sick? Was there a family emergency? She had mentioned that her siblings lived all across the country. Her older brother, Bill, was in California, where he was stationed with his wife, Tara. Melissa was traveling, finding herself, Scully had stated with a slight eye roll, and Charlie was in New York with his girlfriend, Elaine. Her parents were in Annapolis, about an hour's drive from the school. Shaking himself out of his reverie, he decided to email her, something he'd never done nor had any need to. Scully, are you okay? Mulder. He forewent formalities because he felt they were on friendly enough terms, or at least he had assumed so. They hadn't ever socialized outside of school events, but he had lost count of the high school and college friends he no longer spoke to or had only seen on campus. He was about to get ready to teach his first class of the day when he checked his email one more time and saw a reply from her. I'm fine. Nothing further, not even her name, but at least he now knew she was okay. Or at least, Mulder hoped so. She would have said if something was wrong. Right? He didn't sleep well that night, his brain unable to stop thinking and wondering if she was okay. The next day, she still hadn't arrived on time. He was in his office, about to send her another email, when he heard a car door slam around 8.15. The building was fairly soundproof, but the windows were not. Curious, he got up from his desk and looked out the window. Seeing Scully's car, he immediately smiled. She was a little late, but she was there. His brows then furrowed when she opened the door to the back seat. Bending inside, she was there for nearly a minute. When she pulled back, he let out a gasp as she had reappeared with a small child in her arms. He could see the little girl was limp and appeared to be asleep. Observing Scully struggle to get her back from the front seat while also carrying the child, he quickly left his office. He tried to keep his pace slow so as to not disrupt his colleagues, but his mind was racing with a million questions. Mulder made it outside, but didn't see Scully. Assuming she must have gotten to her office already, he hurried up the stairs. He was out of breath when he reached the third floor. Looking around, he heard a ding announcing the arrival of the elevator down the hall. The doors opened and he spotted her shining red hair as she exited the elevator and turned toward her office. Speed walking, he made it to her office at the same moment that she did. Oh God, Mulder, you scared me. She whispered when she saw him, breathing quickly as she reached for her keys. Sorry, he whispered, matching her volume. Scully took a minute to find her keys, only having one hand free for the action. She finally got her office unlocked, the little girl sleeping through it all. Propping the door open, she left the light off and set her bags down, a bright pink Dora the Explorer backpack standing out. She picked it up and held it out to him. <sighs> Can you? She asked him, nodding at the child in her arms. Oh, um, sure. What? Her blanket, please. 
He unzipped the bag and pulled out a small blue blanket with Thomas the train across it. Versatile. I like it, thought Mulder. He couldn't help but feel his heart grow as he watched the way she was with the little girl he assumed had to be her daughter. Mommy, the toddler suddenly croaked. Shh, baby, it's okay. Scully's voice was soothing and soft for the girl as she ran a hand across her daughter's long, loose curls. It was different from her no-nonsense, low-pitched professor voice, and it made his heart ache. She mouthed the thank you to Mulder and took the blanket from him. The little girl whimpered as she was covered in the blanket and snuggled closer to her mother. Scully rocked her and smiled at Mulder. I'm sure you have some questions. Just a few. She sighed and looked at her child. Please sit. He obeyed, watching as she carefully sat in her leather desk chair. Oh my god, okay. How old is she? Mulder asked. Almost three. Wow, you've got your hands full. What's her name? Emily. Scully smiled as she rubbed Emily's back over the blanket. Awkward silence washed over them as they both ignored the elephant in the room. Scully wasn't married and didn't wear a ring. She had never talked about her child before, let alone a partner that could be the child's father. You've shared so much. Why not her? She sighed again. I don't know. I guess I thought that you would judge me. Everyone else sure does, except Missy and Charlie. You know I'd never. I do, but I was also worried, and I guess I wanted to keep her secret for as long as possible. She avoided his gaze as she spoke. I don't want to sound insensitive, but I do have one more burning question. You want to know about her dad, Scully guessed, and he looked at her sadly and shrugged, not speaking the words, but obviously curious. His name's Ethan, and he had been my boyfriend since grad school. I found out I was pregnant the day I defended my dissertation. We broke up about halfway through my pregnancy. He hadn't ever wanted children, but also didn't want to use protection. I, well, now M's here. That's the extremely simplified version. Mulder's eyes were wide as he took in the information. He thought she was pretty badass to be able to raise a kid on her own. He could also hear how she may feel shame about it because of others' comments and how society tended to treat women who were single parents. She sighed and he realized that he hadn't said anything in response. Feeling like a bit of a jackass, he opened his mouth to speak, but she suddenly stood up and shook her head. Sorry to cut this short, she said, glancing at her watch, but my first class starts soon and I need to get her stuff to bring. He shook his head and stood as well. I can watch her if it would make it easier for you. Oh no, I couldn't. I insist. Besides, I don't think she'll like listening to her mother talk about super smart science stuff. It'll probably bore her to death, she agreed with a chuckle. Then it settled then. Are you sure? Her expression gave away her uncertainty, her eyes searching his face. Really, I'd love to. I promise we'll just stay in here while you teach. You need to be in your office, Mulder. I can't do that to you. Then we can go to mine. Look, Scully, I promise we'll be okay. Okay? She sighed for the third time. Okay. I should wake her, though. Let her know I'm leaving and let her see you. I don't want her waking up without me and crying. Hey, Em, she said softly, gently patting her back, waking the child. Mama. Hey, honey, Mama has to teach her class now. You're going to spend some time with Mulder today, okay? He's Mommy's friend. The toddler lifted her head and looked at him fearfully, tears running down her cheeks. Hey, Emily, Mulder greeted. It's nice to meet you. 
Do you like Dora? She's pretty cool. Emily didn't answer, but embraced Scully tighter. I know, baby, but Mommy really needs to get to class. Mulder is a very nice man, and he will take care of you. He has fish in his office. Do you want to see them? She nodded, her eyes still full of tears. Emily was gently passed to Mulder, Scully making sure she was wrapped in her blanket. The little girl sniffled and whimpered as she watched her mom blow her a kiss and then leave the room, thanking him once again. Would you like to go on a trip, Emily? He asked, hoping to ease the tension. She looked at him, her expression unsure and still slightly fearful. Let's go see the fish, okay? She nodded and he beamed. He grabbed her backpack and swung it onto his back, closing the door to Scully's office as they walked out. He locked the door with the keys he'd taken off her desk, knowing she would come to his before going back to her own. Emily was trembling slightly in his arms, and he held her closer as they walked to the elevator. Would you like to go outside? It feels nice out today. Emily slowly nodded her head, her thumb on the tip of her bottom lip as she put her head on his shoulder. He stepped out of the elevator and then the building. He walked into the little courtyard separating the science and education slash psychology buildings. The little girl lifted her head just enough to look around. Nola, Emily said quietly as she pointed with her little finger. What was that, Em? Mulder asked, at a loss of what she was trying to say. Nola, she repeated louder. He looked at the direction she was pointing and chuckled when he realized what she meant. Oh, you like the magnolia tree? Mulder was impressed by her intelligence. Of course, her mother had gotten her doctorate at 24, which was not common amongst the other faculty. Even he hadn't received his until just before she had started teaching, and he was 30, nearly 31. You're very smart, Emily, Mulder praised, while the little girl was uninterested. She put her head back on his shoulder, falling asleep before they made it to his office. As he arrived at the door, he realized he had left his door unlocked when he found it hanging open and one of his teaching assistants, Tyler, was grading papers. Oh, sorry, Dr. M, but the door was unlocked and... Tyler started, but he was confused as he saw Emily in his arms. I'm watching her for a friend, Mulder said simply, putting her backpack down on the desk. Tyler nodded and went back to grading papers. Emily continued to sleep, Mulder holding her as he sat down at his desk. Even as he held her, he managed to send a slowly typed email to a student about the midterm, enter the test grades Tyler had given him, and send out an announcement to the class about their extra credit assignment. Looking down at Emily, he smiled. Other than her blonde hair, she was a mirror image of Scully, and he couldn't imagine anyone but her having a sweeter child. Tyler left soon as he was done grading, smiling and nodding silently as he walked out the door. Emily began to stir her eyes slowly opening and taking in her surroundings. Hey there, Em, he said softly, and the toddler mumbled, clutching her blanket further. Do you want to see the fish now? She nodded and he stood up, his back protesting at the position he had been in for the past 45 minutes. He shifted her to hold her better and walked across the room to show her the fish. Oh, she said, watching the fancy guppies he had bought swimming around the tank. Fishies, she pointed at the tank and he grinned. Yep, those are fancy guppies. Can you say guppy? Guppy. Good job, he said, smiling again and rubbing her back. See that one there? The blue one with the red spotted tail? That's my favorite one. Watch how fast he swims. 
This swim fast, she agreed with a nod and he chuckled, shifting her again. They are fast. Good job, Em. Give me five. She laughed as she lifted her tiny hand and met Mulder's large one. Having fun? Scully asked and they turned to look at her standing in the doorway with a smile. Mommy, Emily said, trying to scramble out of Mulder's arms. He laughed as he set her down and she ran to Scully, who lifted the squealing toddler in her arms. Hey, baby. Scully kissed Emily's cheek and looked at Mulder. Were you good for Mulder? Emily vigorously nodded her head while Mulder laughed. She was very good. She's a smart kid. She takes up to her mother. The two adults smiled and Emily wrapped her arms around Scully's neck. Thank you for looking after her. I only had the one class today, but she was sick yesterday and I had babysitter problems and I promise it was no trouble and completely my pleasure. She slept most of the time, but she liked the fish. The guppies, right Em? Guppy, she said with a nod, pointing at the tank. Guppy fish, mommy. Yes, I know. I knew you would like them, Scully smiled. Hey, are you free tonight? Um, I... No, I mean, yes, I'm free. Well, let me buy you a drink. It's the least I can do to thank you for your help. His heart raced. This was the moment he'd been waiting for since he had first looked at her. Um, sure. I mean, yeah, I'd love to, he stammered. Great job, doofus, he admonished himself, inwardly rolling his eyes. Great, I'll sort out a babysitter for tonight and I'll see you at six. I'll send you my address. If he didn't know any better, he'd think Scully was inviting him out on a date. Did she see it that way? They never spent time together outside of university functions, but he hoped she'd see it as a date, as he would love for it to be so. He smiled as he nodded and she smiled back. She lifted Emily a little higher, telling her about her class as Emily continued staring at the fish. The way she doted on her daughter and how her red hair shone in the light, he could feel he was already falling for her. Yeah, he was in big trouble. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there. <laughs>